0: Sir Reginald's Monocle, the Umbrella Academy podcast. My name's Toby Shaver. I'm back again with my brother Dave. What's up, Shavy D? Oh, I am stoked tonight, Toby. What a great episode. Oh, it sure was. So we just watched episode number nine. We're getting pretty close to the end here. Watched episode number nine. 7.43 7.43 was the title, which we'll talk about in a little bit with how how that comes into play. Um, but, you know, let's get it started. What was your first re- overall reactions here? This is a big one.
1: Uh, just like a general reaction was just, how, my goodness, how much can you cram in 40 minutes? I mean, that's some of the <laughs> best television, you know, and it, it was a, a fat half hour episode type of thing. You know what I'm saying? And it was oh my god it was just chock full of so much stuff uh so yeah i'm excited to to talk about some of these things
0: so uh they get right into it this time around um you know when the episode starts i mean it literally picks up in the federal building um where allison klaus and um diego are trying to make their way to vanya who is already like i mean she's pretty much ready to blow um As I'm watching the scene, I'm thinking, you know, at this point, or even back when they were kids, you know, what, what was Klaus's role? You know, what did he actually do? Because it seems like he's not super, you know, effective in these situations, you know, at this point with his powers.
1: Right, because it was uh, obviously different in the comics, you know, with. You know, the whole floating around and all that kind of stuff. But I think in this, you know, what they established with the show was pretty much once Sir Reginald put him in the uh, mausoleum overnight or, you know, for the few hours or whatever. uh, He came out of there, you know, looking to suppress, looking to to basically be high for the rest of his life. And, uh, you know, and then you see basically different Scenes where they're at the dinner table and he's rolling a joint, you know, off to the side or, or different right. things like that. So I think uh, he was probably after that, even on missions, he was probably just, uh, you know, for all intents and purposes, a tag along.
0: Mm-hmm. You know
1: what I mean? As far as uh, okay. um,
0: I so really think way, only, I mean, only he wasn't... now is he getting a handle on his powers, you know what I mean? So. Yeah, in many ways then he was not much different than vanya in the sense that you know his powers were never fully realized right right exactly
1: she was told you know right obviously hers and, were and, fully and suppressed but. but he he was yeah he did it himself he chose to um so uh, but yeah the uh yeah, that opening scene, I it was funny because I, I immediately, as soon as it, you know, you see kind of like that, they had that, uh, her power was e- uh, emitting in like waves, mm-hmm. and so, you know, obviously they're hiding behind that one uh, counter, and they're kind of, basically Diego, I think, is trying to formulate a plot or something like that, but I also <laughs> finally just like, you know, I'm going for it, and yeah. Uh, um, but the whole time, you know, and then they kind of each subsequently take a turn trying to trying to get to the to the door. And uh, the whole time, I mean, almost like basically as soon as the scene opens um, and you see the three of them, you know, I'm thinking, you know, I'm, I want I'm wanting Ben. I'm wanting Ben so desperately. And then when he basically after uh, Allison starts, you know, working towards the door, she can't make it. She gets blown back against the other side of the counter. Uh, Diego starts And he's kind of You know Got the knives And he works pretty far And he knows he's not Going to make it Uh, Basically You know Tries to pump up Klaus You've got to do this Kind of uh, Loosens the fire hose Gives him something To pull himself by He gets all the way To the door Opens it But can't You know Can't do anything else And uh, Again Like the whole time I was waiting for Ben And I still found myself like going hell yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> as yeah. soon as he appears so uh uh-huh. that was awesome
0: yeah because this I'm was his big, moment big so ben he gets fan. to kind of step up and I love that I love that you know he kind of had you know I don't know if it was how how you interpreted it a little bit but uh, you know maybe it was a combination of his power and a little bit of the leftover LSD in her system because when he was able to basically possess her body he was you know, back in the mansion, just like she was, you know, when she was tripping. Um, but yeah, he's basically able to, you know, kind of talk her down. And it was nice. I like that uh, that Ben and Vanya were able to have, you know, that moment. Like he even had to say, do, well, you, look, do you recognize me? Do you remember me?
1: Well, I, I, I wanted to just talk about the opening scene because that, that's such a huge scene. I wanted to wait till the end to talk about that, so
0: yeah i, I really mean I, because he
1: didn't possess her at that point he's just working towards the door you know he basically just is like Dun, da 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 you know You're what right. i mean like yeah. in that opening scene it, it, he doesn't even possess her yet or anything like that yeah. so um but
0: well, it was interesting in that opening because like none of her power was affecting him other than like visually like obviously the light was kind of you know blinding him but he was able to you know, it wasn't difficult for him to get to her. It was just, he was just doing it very cautiously, you know. Yeah, and I don't even think the light was, did, did, was he even, like, well, squinting seemed, or anything? Well, yeah, he think, seemed like, you know, and that kind of made sense, though, because, like, it's still a visual thing, you know, I don't know. But, um yeah, he right. seemed to be a little bit affected, you know. He looked like he was yeah. somebody that was looking in the light.
1: Yeah, so... um so yeah, I mean, I, I I don't know how if you want to talk about it now, but I like I said, I
0: I mean that no, we can come, we can come back around to it to it later, but uh, so then the next thing we see then is Luther, you know, back with the two fives, and he's kind of you know still getting pulled in in each direction a little bit, you know, presumably he's going with uh, nineteen sixty three five, but he's he's having some misgivings, and they're both kind of working on him. That portion of it. I mean, there are.
1: There is everything you need in this episode. I mean, there is straight up awesome action. There is amazing reveals. There is poignant, like, we'll get to it moments. But for pure comic relief through the whole thing, those three were flipping awesome. Yeah. Dude, Luther was on point as, like, the, you know, goober straight man to their just, you know, flipping out neurotic crazy whatever you want to call it i mean when when basically he gets the rundown from old five you know that basically you know it's still on you know do your job shut up and and get it done um don't question me type of thing and he kind of sends him back to take care of the young five and young five immediately calls him out he's like what so you guys are plotting to kill me or whatever i you know that's what i would do or whatever but when he flipping stops him and gives and and man again young five has just played so well. i mean he looked like he was losing his mind i mean well, that's it was so he
0: he does he's oh. been play he's like been slow playing this guy yeah. who has slowly yes. been unraveling throughout oh. the season like so and now well done. Obviously, the uh, paradox psychosis is is pushing him over the edge now. But you know, Fantastic. a lot of that is just his patience. Probably, even if he didn't have the paradox psychosis, he'd be at the end of absolutely. But yeah, he's playing it absolutely.
1: Beautiful. So he basically spins Luther. You know, kind of confronts him. And he's like, basically calls him out on his daddy issues. I think he actually calls them daddy issues. He did. He did. Daddy issues. And he's like, she. He's like, you only respond to age and authority. <laughs> and he's yeah. like, I'm technically 14 days older than this yeah. one. So
0: you yeah, gotta listen to me. That's what I was saying before, like with the Jack Ruby stuff. He just wants to be somebody's number one.
1: You know, Absolutely. His, I thought of you default, immediately.
0: Default position. So that's awesome. Um, but yeah, it's awesome to to watch that whole thing build. I mean, do you want to just follow through that story? Because obviously that's building to, you know the the five versus five
1: well i think as know, best we can down. in this i mean in this one i uh because there was just so much going on i did actually write down a couple things so if you want i'll kind of like just mention you know yeah that's because, fine bob, because bob I, I think if we it, skip it, around it a little bit like, like the so show much. does right i think if we skip around a little bit like the show does i think in in this one case because i usually like what we do as far as going a little deeper and yeah you know. At a, at a, at, All right, you so know, go ahead. Go with, go Within go, the characters. Go to whatever happens so, next.
0: That'd okay. be the handler then coming up next.
1: So correct. The handler, um, you know, and it was called the Infinite Switchboard, which we had right, talked about okay. last Decre- time. And Oh, and, oh uh,
0: okay. Wait, wait. I'm glad you said that. And sorry to interrupt okay. real quick, but before you get deep into the no next kind of act of the show, um, just from the corrections department, I just wanted to uh, go back and say everything I theorized about... You know the little move when we were talking about: did he flip his monocle, or did he take it off for a second, or did he do do something with it? Oh yeah. And I yeah. thought I thought maybe there was some function, you know, of a monocle where you flip it for distance or some something like that. Um, I could find no evidence anywhere on the internet of anything like that. So that was completely my imagination. Um, okay. But we but <laughs> we also we also were talking about. Um, the real historic events and it turns out that the that Ham the Chimp was launched into space on January thirty first,
1: nineteen sixty three. Interesting.
0: So again, again it's their attention to detail. He's weaving in, you know, yes. the actual historical timeline, you know, and not taking not really taking tons of liberties with, with the actual timeline of it, which I love. Um so anyway, oh, back for to sure. The Just wanted to get those in there.
1: No, that's fantastic. And they, and they do really, that's such a centerpiece of this show is the, is the time aspects. It's the, so, I mean, obviously with the commission alone, you know, that aspect of it, but then to, to have the, uh, the academy themselves now be such a part of that, that interplay. Um, so the handler, yes. So they're kind of breaking it down and, um, Herb, uh, well, basically, Lila comes in and says, uh, you know, and they're talking about Diego, and, you know, and she thinks he's just, like, maybe off having a sandwich or something like that. I think she tells her. And uh, uh, basically, the handler calls in Herb and says, hey, you know, uh, uh, tell her what you told me. And uh, he's like, well, actually, I didn't really offer it. You know, you put a knife to my throat, but she's like uh, (laughs) – He, he or he's like uh you know diego took a briefcase and, and took off and and it was funny because it was really i visually i love that scene from the perspective of at that point uh lila kind of goes over towards the handler or vice versa and she grabs her and uh um that was the most like the kind of like the white witch from like uh um, yeah she was the most the
0: overtly menacing that she's been so far. well specifically she was very... blonde
1: i'm saying she looked like visually i think they played up the oh, angle okay. of the white witch visually that's okay. what i'm saying yes no yeah. she's well i was she's talking a, about she's it, the it most ruthless in... bitch on the show she's yeah. the most ruthless well,
0: being on the show um oh for but sure the, uh, for sure specifically i was talking b- about when when she kind of grabbed her face you know Oh, yeah. She worked her over a couple really... times in this
1: episode. Yeah. 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 She is, um, she's a menacing figure without a doubt. So then at that point, uh, you know, Herb obviously takes the opportunity to kind of back away and, uh, he looks over and he sees, uh, AJ Carmichael in the, uh, fishbowl and, uh, kind of, enjoying you know,
0: enjoying his retirement.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. His forced retirement. Uh, so he goes over there and he looks in the fishbowl and, uh, in the colored stones at the bottom, it's uh, it says seven, four, three. Right. And, and I think it was pretty much right after that scene. Well, pretty much after that, I think is where, where she like kind of squeezed her face and like you said, and really got like, you know, whatever, but Herb, uh, I think like pretty much immediately after that, you see him going down to the, the uh, file cabinets and stuff and, and pulls file seven, four, three. And he doesn't, say what it is at that point but you see like obviously it's it's something good and uh and starts uh you know and, and then it cuts away or whatever right so right. uh um so anyway so the uh before so, we get I mean, back i guess to, i guess we oh, sorry, presume sorry.
0: from this that uh you know a aj's down with the resistance i mean considering that he was you know, part of the the massive slaughter of the board of directors. You know, AJ's in with Herb and the gang. Uh, well, As best he can it, be at this point in his life. <laughs> correct. I don't think anybody had any
1: knowledge he was still alive. I think he's just yeah. desperate to not be killed. You know, I think he's yeah. just, like, knows he's, yeah, you know, the, he's on the, the desk of a psycho one, killer.
0: Yeah, I got the impression at one point that, that Lila doesn't seem to really know that that's him does she
1: i would guess not only because she when seems she, to think that's
0: just a fish
1: because yeah because when she eventually comes back uh and and well well anyway we can get to that in a second but the, yeah, yeah. Uh, so
0: go, go ahead go ahead
1: so the uh before we get back to well right shortly thereafter i'll skip a little bit ahead but um just shortly thereafter, Herb with the file runs into Lila, and Lila confronts him and basically just says, "Hey, I know there's more to the Diego story. What's up?" Um, and uh, threatens him, and he's like, "Yeah, you know, he uh, I helped him escape." And she's like, "Okay, that's okay because I love him." He's like, "You're not going to kill me or kill him?" And she's like, "No, I love him. I'm not going to kill him. Or whatever." Um, and she he she ends up sh- uh, he ends up showing her the file actually. <laughs> that was a funny one because he's like i gotta show you something big
0: <laughs>
1: and then he reaches down like between his legs and she's pulls like, out oh, the file God, no <laughs> all right all right so then he pulls out the file gives her the file and uh um and she's she reads it and at this point we don't know exactly what it says but she's pissed and she walks yeah. away and we'll get we'll come back to her but uh I wanted well, to establish like, that. She
0: seems like shocked and really sad, you know, not just angry, you know, obviously very affected by it.
1: Yes. Yes. I, I, I mean, I pretty much, I'm sure every, all the, all the fans knew the, uh, they had something to do with the death of her parents, but you know, sure, again, sure. They, they just played it with her, her face visually and they didn't really, you know, you right. don't know any specifics yet at this point, but, uh, but in, anyway, so then uh, before we get back to, uh, Oh, just probably the best scene of the whole show, which is Ben and Vanya. But uh, before that is, uh, they laid a little bit of groundwork with uh, Harlan Sissy and uh, Carl. And uh, right, um, I hope. Oh my goodness, I really hope they. I don't know what they're going to do with him yet, but I hope it's good because it makes no sense to me at this point. And usually, I have some. Even when it's something I haven't figured out yet, there's some connection. But the fact that he just all of a sudden kind of went, you know, white eyed and I don't know, that yeah. was weird at the end of the other episode, and then this one just didn't really uh, didn't clear anything up for me. I mean, when um, basically he's you know kind of going into some sort of shock or something you know there's some he's affected by it and uh well that's a slightly later scene i guess
0: well but, i mean whatever's happening to him it's it's it just i mean obviously in in direct tandem to whatever's going on with vanya because you know it doesn't i guess we should probably talk about that um at the end you know at, okay
1: yeah, that's that's why I paused. Okay, sounds great. Yeah, so basically,
0: at, the, at this point in the show, he's just exhibiting the same you know thing as as at the end of the last episode, where as she's kind of you know staring up in the air and going wide eyed. He is doing the same, and everything that's happening to her is basically happening to him. And we'll just leave it at that for now.
1: Correct, exactly. And I think that you know they were establishing, you know, re Carl and and. Uh sissy a little bit again trying to just figure things out sort through through things um so yeah so we'll put that aside for now and then uh so yeah so then back to it goes back to Ben and Vanya and Ben uh like you kind of touched on earlier you know where he, he uh initially touches her hand and kind of you know phases into it a little bit um and then he kind of you know, turns around, and basically goes in, in into her, and uh, you know, and I don't know. I, I mean, it. I, I didn't think anything weird of it. In the sense of, like you said, the fact that by possessing her, why would that? Why would he go
0: into like her trip? But I think maybe that was just my inter- interpretation, just because of the way they shot it. You know what I mean? Because one, right. once he was in there, he was seeing kind of that same perspective that she had been when she was tripping but you know i mean again that's just the way i saw it that that very right. well may not have been their intent you know it might have just no been
1: but Memphis it's interesting kind of thing. Well, it, well it's interesting though and and uh, see and that's why i love like obviously everybody's individual reaction to things but like i was uh that was one of the things I really enjoyed about the fact that they played his process to her or his pro, you know progress or you know whatever towards her so well. The sl- slow, careful, methodical, even the initial kind of touch and then he kind of turns and slowly kind of phases into her. You know, and that kind of I don't know, just it put me in a place where I was very ready to like I almost assumed he was going deep. So then when he kind of was in her "Quote unquote mind castle," or you know, in this case, the you know the old Umbrella Academy. You know, I I, I felt all right with that. It, I, that didn't feel real forced to me or anything like that, which you know it could have. I almost yeah. think that the 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 pace of it was like essential to establishing the mood or whatever. But it was awesome, and then um, so basically, you know, it's kind of this. It was really shot quite beautifully in the sense of. Uh, he basically went in to like the, you know, the dream state version of like the Umbrella Academy, and then he sees the white violin on the table, starts to kind of look into the opening, you know, the, 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 basically the shadows kind of start playing around a little bit, and he, you know, you see him kind of go he doesn't go into it, but all of a sudden, like, you're in this, you know, checkered-floored room with some pillars, and Vine is laying on the ground, you know, kind of semi-fetal position, and, you know, and Ben just, again, it just is, like, so, so slow, and so just going towards her, and, uh, you know, calls out her name, and she kind of responds, and, um, you know, I got more thoughts, but, you know, jump in here a little bit, because, uh There's just so much to that scene. I mean, do you want me to lay more on the groundwork I I loved. I
0: loved. you know, the part earlier in the episode where we're talking about, as you say, his kind of, you know, progress to get to her. I love the way he played that because this is, you know, this is a kid now that, that like has not, you know, he doesn't have any, any confidence that he's going to be able to do anything. You know, I mean, his ability to, to possess anybody's body is brand new to him at this point so you know i just love the way he played it it was already very emotional with him kind of approaching him and i just love the moment between them because this is you know he's had all this right. time with klaus but you know vanya hasn't seen him in 16 years 17 years or whatever it is
1: yes and oh my and god then, i mean mind. i
0: the hold me as i go come on dude dude I,
1: the whole thing i mean the fact that she was so just crushed i mean i i am going to have to i'm i'm i hope i get through this whole thing this whole yeah, whatever no. what i have to say because <laughs> i i'll be honest with you up front i flipping wept man it yeah. moved the hell out of me and just again this slow beautifully paced he reaches out just a little human contact after all that isolation all those feelings of that over all those years and just the acknowledgement of like you know people are can be assholes and the you know dad was an asshole to you he treated you like crap you know it's not your fault it's you know he couldn't handle your anger maybe you can and you know it just to bring her that little bit of stability that little bit of strength you know he offers to her and she you know and basically kind of comes back comes back to herself comes back to the moment and to you know to him and uh and you know as he starts to like go you know basically it's almost whew, i have a tough time but uh you know as his basically time here is done um I mean, it was uh, it was amazing the the idea of like all like you said all that time spent with Klaus, but like the longing of wanting to you know just touch and even just speak to the people that you loved in your life, and then. to accept it so gracefully
0: and to just ask to be held. I think, I
1: think it might got to me so much is the thing that messes with me in this world so much is the idea of people having to pass alone. And that moment between the two of them
0: what's amazing. Yeah. It really was so it was beautiful. And at this point, now are we thinking that that Ben is really gone now? He's gone into the light and and we won't be seeing him again or obviously in a comic book story anything can happen.
1: Well again, my thing my comment would only be that I I'm completely open to the possibility that he's not, but I don't, you know, I mean, I've watched many, many, probably too many movies in my life and I would put that scene against any death scene I've ever seen. It was phenomenal. So like, even if that character is gone and I don't believe that he is, what a way to go out. I mean, to do it so gracefully and so, like, you, that, uh, oh my goodness, what a, that must have been so fun to play because they, uh, well, I was just going to say, like, through the whole arc of that character to have, you know, there was, like, some timidness to be played up, there was some comic relief, there was some experiential stuff recently with the, with, you know, the, the, uh being in Klaus's body, all those things, you know, were just fun and, you know, and poignant and moving in their own ways, but, you know, always had a, had a lighter edge to them. And then, you know, to get to be in the moment and to, and, and to have that scene again, not believing it's the end, but even if it was just amazing, kudos to him.
0: So, uh, let's talk about sissy and carl so next we find sissy and carl and Vanya and harlan in a pretty intense scene outside and and kind of the whole relationship issues they have are coming to a head here and uh we see them trying to resolve it basically so uh let's go there
1: you know obviously he's a an asshole and an asshole product of his times um but they were for the first time probably in a long time at least being real with each other to the level they were capable of um and i enjoyed that i enjoyed that i mean that was a great just real interactive scene between a you know a a husband and wife as the marriage is falling apart or, or dissolving or whatever um and then obviously the 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 You kind of almost knew something bad was going to happen, obviously, once Harlan kind of gets out of the car, and she kind of says, come over, She's whole. I'm sorry, the whole time, basically, Harlan had a reaction, Um, Carl kind of grabs him up, puts him in the car, is going to take him, and is going to leave Sissy there. She knows that if he leaves with the kid, she's probably never getting him back, so she You don't see her for a second but then when when he gets ready to pull away she pulls a gun and says you know stop don't you're not taking my kid so on and so forth that's when they kind of have the conversation Harlan comes to in the back seat gets out of the car she says you know come see me he says come over by me she walks over or he walks over by her She's distracted for a second. Carl takes the opportunity to try to gra- grab the gun. You kind of know something bad's going to happen. But, you know, of course, so the gun goes off. It's heading towards Harlan. Lo and behold, does, he doesn't just have the violent, white violins, white eyes. He has the kind of protective barrier power of her as well. Um, goes right back through Carl's chest. And cuts away. Right. I don't think there was anything after that. It was like slow motion, the whole like once it basically once the. Rifle went off, I think it kind of like went slow mo and you from the back view, you kind of see a hole go in his chest. And then I think it just cut him if I if I'm I don't remember exactly, but it was.
0: So that's pretty much the last we see of the family.
1: Um, except for at the very end, you don't see them, but the barn on their property, their barn, is basically lit up in that kind of glowing white violin type of glow. And you don't see, the, the car's in the exact same spot, and you don't see any of the three um, at all. So,
0: All right, welcome back. All right, Shavy D. We're getting back to where we rejoin our two fives and Luther after they've kind of been facing off, um, oh, and yeah. then uh, you know basically we get to a point where Five's negotiating with Five, you know, kind of telling them, "Hey, I'll give you the I'll give you the equation or whatever, so that you don't get stuck in the body and." Um, well, did we talk about okay? So Luther's got the gun. I
1: was just gonna say. Well, well, basically, what happens is like they, you know, they're they're, they're pretty much to the part where they're fully psychotic, you know, and they're they're about to go. Um, five season opening, a young five season opening. He thinks he's gonna grab the briefcase. He goes for it. Doesn't doesn't get you know, uh, old five season his reflection, the reflection of him in the scope. Yeah, they both kind of teleport, and it starts, and it's basically five on five. It's like the best yeah. five on five I've seen in months. But uh, <laughs> the uh, they just start jumping around, and and uh, oh, you know what? I'm trying to think of the part. Is that? I don't remember if they started jumping around or whatever, but basically they you know, they're about to really start going at it. And Luther's just yeah. like, you know, you know, basically it's enough of that, we're you know, we're done. And uh Young Five says to Old Five something to the effect of like, Do you want to do it or should I? He's like you know, old five kinda of nods back and he just kicks him square in the nads. <laughs> <Right.
0: laughs> uh, and then they start so jumping around and the teleporting exactly. over and over again. And then they both crazy. check in and kick him one more time, a second time for Luther. <laughs> they keep doing that, and then they basically wear themselves out,
1: and they're kind of, I think they both had the like the weaker blue hands or whatever. Uh, you can tell they got to kind of take a rest. They're breathing heavy. Uh, Luther takes the opportunity to grab the gun. They start kind of arguing back, back and forth, you know, kill him, kill him, kill him. Luther turns the gun on young five. You think he's kind of made up his mind. He's going to do what he's got to do. And he does the quick butt to the face of the old, uh, butt of the gun to the face of the old five knocks yeah. him out. And, uh, and says, you know,
0: it says hurt. Yeah. The portal up, to the past. Portal, uh, that's what five does. So he opens up the, make portal, your move. you know, which basically brings us full circle to, to season one, when five shows up in the first place and, and we see, uh, it's actually kind of a cool seeing the way that yeah, I mean you you've seen them use like footage like that, but it was a cool effect. It was very cool how they yeah. did that, and yeah. so we're seeing the season one Hargreaves family down there, and uh, um, that's when uh, our you know younger looking five is uh, saying, "Hey, I'll give you the equation." Just stand, you know. He's telling the older one to stand closer to the portal, you know, because again, these guys, you know, they're on full on psychosis here so neither of them trust you know paranoia and and uh, homicidal rage combined yeah. <laughs> um you know so they're he's just trying to get him to stand closer and everything and then what got thrown so something got thrown the, from the inside.
1: fire extinguisher remember when klaus threw that's the fire right. extinguisher
0: through it that's right that's and genius the, it, that that came and in the first one. yeah oh i didn't was, catch awesome. that. In the I was first... wondering what that was i totally forgot that
1: In the first go-round, it just basically hits the ground and slams up against the wooden wall, you know, the wooden fence. I shouldn't say wall, the wooden fence. In season one when he
0: did it originally?
1: Correct. So it's kind of just like, you know, obviously my thought process at that time was, okay, well, you know, old five, it's registered in his mind now that something can pass through there. So that gives him an opportunity. Okay, well, hey, let's do it. It's, it's my chance. So that's kind of how I read that scene initially, you know, last season. But now, to incorporate that into this and, you know, that throwing of the fire extinguisher... Right. Um, ...is just awesome. I mean, I like just, you know, one of the things... I love the little subtleties, as, as you know. And, uh, you know, one of the parts I loved was... In season one, as the portal's opening and they're kind of first going outside... Uh, uh, Luther's just a little bit in front of uh, Allison and he kind of holds out his hand a little bit naturally kind of like in a protective way and she just kind of grabs his arm arm, and then like I think they she ends up holding his hand or whatever as they're waiting to see what's going to happen with the portal Uh, and they made a point of like doing a quick little you know close up of that and then specifically in this one you know as you're looking through the portal you know you see it kind of the same way there's not a close-up obviously but just from a different angle so i just have to i have to assume that there was a lot of forethought involved you know like there obviously you have to put a story arc down and you know and be somewhat true to that but there's a whole nother level when you're planning, you know, some fine detail a season or two out. So yeah, and I mean it, it excites you, me for the future. Are you confident
0: that that was a a a pre-planned thing or a happy accident there that they had that as a as a plot element that was in there?
1: Very possibly a happy accident in this in the sense of you know, like that, the scene in season one, establishing anything that was going to be used now. But where I maybe give it a little more credit than just a happy accident is, you know, using the specific angle and the footage they used to have that image come Mm -hmm. through, like looking from the other way. That was a very important choice. So, I don't know how far out that was made. I mean, that could have been made, you know, just as they were putting this episode together. But, I think, at least personally to me, it it, it speaks to the idea of really thinking about this and how it, you know...
0: Oh, this show is so well thought out and such attention paid to the, the smallest details that... You know, I wouldn't put it past them for that to have been a, a pre-plan. I mean, it'd be pretty impressive because that's see- like episode one of season one and wouldn't pay off until episode nine of season two. Um, but hey, these are some creative people. So
1: <laughs> I'm a fan of the slow roll, man. Oh, man. I am a fan of the slow roll. So well, whatever, that, even that, if, if it was a happy true.
0: accident, it, it was pretty sweet and it kind of created that, that uh, moment that this that diversion enough time for uh older five to to wrestle the briefcase back and you know kind of created a kerfuffle
1: yeah basically as the as the extinguisher comes through it knocks out luther old five grabs the briefcase and five you know basically both fives grab the briefcase and um when he pushes, uh, or yeah, Luther comes to and says the, the hole's closing and basically young Five's able to push old five through, but half the briefcase is taken out in the process and kind of plans blown. But I'm really anxious to see how down the road, how old five going through, like is w- w- what more of that are we going to see?
0: Well, yeah. Cause if, if, if uh, you know, if everything that young five, you know, and obviously we explained this last episode, but don't think we're idiots. We know that the younger looking five is 15 days older. They made that very clear, but we're calling them by how, how they look. So um, uh, if what young five was telling the older one is true, then then he'll he'll come through there in that timeline still in the old body. So now it's like this different five is in play now. So if he's in play and there's briefcases in play, then that's a character that now we still, you know, maybe seeing again. I hope we will. I love it. Definitely. But what I'm saying is that
1: does that now create basically young five as a, you know, entity out of time? if you will. You like, would think. Like, you would think because yeah, he that's, goes that's what I'm and, saying. and
0: stays in his older form or whatever, um, yeah, he would be, well, and maybe that's part mm-hmm. of of what the so-called anomaly that we'll talk about later in the episode is, because I have questions about that, you know, with, with the multiple anomalies or whatever. Right. That right. he would certainly fit that description because, yes, he's now a, a being out of time in a way, you know oh absolutely which is strange because i don't know how he he you know he seems like five of anyone would have thought that through so he must have some idea that that's not gonna like you know it's not gonna back to the future him you know obviously those the back to the future rules are not in play
1: right well i my assumption again obviously you're dealing with a a fictitious time travel show. Yeah. So whatever my theory yeah. is, what my theory is. But having said that, I, my assumption goes with that because young-bodied five is moving forward in time or along the timeline. You know when even like when they go to the commission and they're quote unquote out of time, mm. they as a as a you know an entity are still going forward in their in their time so like again as long as the jump happens as long as the big events happen you know everything just keeps marching on so that i'm very comfortable with that you know suspension of disbelief my one question i had a little bit was you know the the jumping in time like if you jumped as an old person and you like the fact that he successfully jumped as an old person now I think some could theorize that now young five should become old five
0: well that's what you would think but
1: right but I like the idea of You know, and again, and it's weird because I think so much sometimes the visual effect makes a difference in how you interpret these, like, science fiction scenes. But because, and especially now after season two, there's such an establishment of, you know, Luther and the two fives are just moving around, doing their thing in that reality as that portal's open, you know, and the, the umbrella, you know, everybody else down there, Luther and Allison and Diego are just completely existing in their reality or whatever and visually they did such a nice job of establishing those like separate worlds existing at the same time that again i think that lends to the to you to as a fan being more comfortable with the you know almost like Young Five now is not tied to anything. Like he really doesn't have any more responsibility for making sure events happen for his existence to be mm. okay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now, because it's a time travel show, something else could happen down the road where sure. you know sure. he has the uh, has the opportunity to all of a sudden not exist again. I'm sure if anyone, the handler, could possibly find a way yeah. for, for that to happen. But having said that, I, I think. I just feel like this episode left us with like any dilemma of young five ceasing to exist is, is off the table. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So,
0: well, I mean, I think, uh, Dr. Banner explained it very clearly in end game that if you go back in time, you can't change the future because the that future is now your past. I like that. Yes makes perfect sense it's just science well i mean that yeah i was gonna say time travel has been been done so many times that you know if you at least do something unique with it then then you're you're doing good and they've they've done something very original with it um all right so speaking of the handler um you know let's talk about it talk about handler and, and lila because as, as we left Lila, Lila she had gotten, yeah. gotten a little bit of uh, intel from, uh, from Herb. Herb had given up the file. Yeah, I like Herb. Yep.
1: Yeah, file 743, man. Um, you know, Lila comes in and she's obviously simultaneously pissed and heartbroken. And um, she basically... Comes in, very shaken, and tells the handler she knows what happened. Her parent, you know, what happened to her parents, and handler's kind of just getting the rest of the last of her coronation gown in place, and uh, you kind of see her, you know, almost like her hand move towards the the knife, the letter letter opener, a little bit, and Lila keeps talking. She's really upset, but then she basically says that i've read the file and five killed my parents and you see hand, the handler relax and they do the quick little like flashback scene where she's sitting in a she looked like a candy striper or something it was kind of funny like in that pink outfit and uh she uh stamps uh confer- you know uh confirmed or whatever by aj yeah. carmichael on the uh on the kill order so, uh, so basically at this point, Lila completely believes that, uh, five and, uh, AJ Carmichael are, are the, the ones that are responsible for the death of her parents.
0: And then, uh, obviously that, that's, uh, going to send Lila after five, but, uh, AJ has already gotten his comeuppance. Um, <laughs> yeah. in, uh, yeah. So the handler is an interesting character, um, so, she... Dude, the evil, the,
1: the, well, the beauty of that scene is it shows the depth of when or some episodes ago, I called her the anti mm. yeah. the anti-Reginald. And that's what she is. She is the leader of the dark side. I mean, she is, you know, not only in that scene, does it touch again upon the fact that she was capable of killing this. Poor girl's parents, and then raising her as her daughter to be an assassin, and basically just be a a tool to be used for you know as a mean a means to her ends. Thanos, um, but then, but then she, in one fail swoop, had thought far enough ahead some time ago to frame Carmichael and five, then convinces. Lila, that how can she trust Diego now? Because they're all siblings and they're laughing at her. Diego right now is sitting at home laughing yes. at you, girl. <laughs> how could you let that happen? You weak piece of such and such. Yeah. And uh, to it's just diabolical. play her like a fiddle, oh, was just amazing. And then, and then, like you said, why don't you uh, touch on a little more on the comeuppance?
0: Yeah. So. Uh... You know, she decided, well, she's been having AJ just kind of on her desk as a pet for a while. And she basically (laughs) decides to just, uh, you know, the, the worst thing for him at that point would be to just like be swallowed and have to like, probably, you know, cause probably live, live for the first couple minutes in the stomach, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You're
1: sentient. And to, to to be in there. Yeah.
0: Getting, uh, yeah.
1: That's evil. Yeah, she said. Basically, I don't know how you. I think she, something to the effect of, I don't know how you did it. Yeah, but I don't it's know how totally you did it. Your style, yep. and uh, you need to understand that. Uh, you know, something about basically, a fish should never mess with a shark, and then she yeah. f- eats him alive.
0: Yeah, I thought she. was Yeah, she's a bite she. She's, off, she's a psycho killer. Ruthless. Yeah, she's a
1: psycho killer, man.
0: Well, yeah, gotta, I'm digging it. gotta I mean, hand it to AJ in his last, you know, his last attempt at being a hero. He at least, uh, he tried. He tried to get the truth out to Lila. Unfortunately, it backfired. He, he,
1: he went down swinging. Yep. He went down swinging, but, uh, yeah, the handler is, uh, I mean, she is fully the big bad now. Yeah. I mean, like, like it was nice to see just how ruthless she'll go. Well, yeah. and we, yeah, actually we'll, we'll touch
0: more on that, but yeah. um, Well, she certainly seized so, power and, and, uh, you know, gotten Lila believing what she needs to believe. Um, you know, I have my doubts. I think Lila will, will go for five, but I don't think that she, I still don't think that she'd kill Diego, because I don't know, yeah. they, they've just uh, got them set up to be these—they're kindred spirits yeah, for these sure, star-crossed lovers.
1: Well, there, there, there is a great way, and, and I think that's what you're probably speaking to is the fact that they're such—you know, they're the people they wanted to look to and be loved by basically turned them into trained assassins, yeah. and now they've kind of found each other, but they're still she's you know, in the midst of the,
0: in the midst of the game and such so if he's the poor man's batman she's kind of his catwoman absolutely i couldn't have said it better myself and probably are poised exactly. to you know have a have a long long career of that um 100%. but yeah it's awesome i mean i'm i'm anxious well, to see i'd love to, and speaking I'd love of, to see more fights between you know, I'd love to see another showdown between Five and and Lila because it looks like they pow- their yeah, powers seem good, to make su- for a good right. matchup. I did like
1: that, and actually, while you that what you just said about Batman and Catwoman that that made me think, and, and actually, I think it's probably very, very spot on. But the one the one other thing seen, excuse me. The other thing that that scene established for me distinctly is even with some of the earlier ruthlessness and some of the other episodes, the handler always still had a level of, you know, quirkiness or whatever that that lightened it a little bit. Where, you know, she basically elevated to full-on Lex Luthor in -hmm. this one. You know what I'm saying? Like, versus, uh, you know, even an A-level a-list villain but not you know an apex predator not a lex Luthor, or a joker yeah. or, you know something like that and the fact that she just you know it's fully established she is is you know yeah
0: she's, she's vader she a, had, well she skirt. had you know she had a, a the perfect you know arc you know she started out in a Pretty good position of power, and then kind of a fall from grace within her her mm-hmm. circle, and then you know rose up like the a coup like and, a phoenix yeah. to kind of take the whole thing over, and and now yep. uh, now she's got to deal with the Hargreaves family.
1: Well, and I like the fact that although they threw you a little bit early with like the you know. Uh, taking the gunshot to the head, like there's a there was a level of passion in the early parts that I think can maybe was designed to throw throw us off in the sense of how, just how meticulously planned this whole thing has been. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, not to say that she wasn't again, you know, just a ruthless, you know, evil genius type of thing, but. This kind of proves my, you know, anti Sir Reginald theory mm. more as far as like she's kind of the. Well, speaking
0: so. of Sir Reginald, let's get into it. So, uh, so well, Diego, you want to touch? Yeah. Um, so they're all kind of in their different spots, like, uh, Allison and, uh, and Klaus and Vanya are, are still in the uh, federal building. In the FBI building, they're kind of looking down because it's time. Kennedy's rolling through now; he's he's a minute or so away. Um, Vanya's great been shot, talked off the ledge, the square. Yeah, exactly. Dealey Plaza, and they're uh, everybody's kind of watching from their different vantage points or whatever. Um, but of course, Diego, you know, always the hero. He's like, look, you know the, you know, Vanya's not the bomb's not going off, you know, and he doesn't have to die. Kennedy doesn't have to die. So he's, he's racing. He's going towards where they know Sir Reginald's going to be. And we see him, you know, I love just the way they shot, edited this, uh, you know, showing Sir Reginald walking out. How awesome.
1: What an amazing idea to basically, now I've never been there. I've never been to that part of Texas, but like, that's a re I assume they recreated that that street oh, and everything I would have exactly. to imagine that was identical so yes. the fact to 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 see it from that angle to see the legendary grassy knoll from that angle with you know like you said the Vanya Klaus and Allison up in the in the FBI building and uh, um five and Luther you know behind the wooden fence and To see that, like, little scene of history from those two angles of those groups of people and to actually, like, see, like you said, they're, like, watching Diego try to have this, you know, great heroic moment and, oh, my goodness, that was just awesome. What a great...
0: And that all of this came around full circle to an actual dude with an umbrella because that there was somebody there with an umbrella, and it was mysterious and weird and, mm-hmm. you know, unexplained. Yep. Um, but, uh, yeah, so Diego, you know, he makes this run and he tackles. He tackles Sir Reg, you know, pretty much right as the shots are fired. Um. But it's not Sir Reg. It's somebody who went no. to halloween outlet and got his sir reg mask which is what i'm gonna be doing this halloween oh dude <laughs> i am certainly cosplaying sir reginald at comic oh, oh you actually have you have kind of the good head and face shape i have the for frame reg. yeah have, yeah you actually yeah. got the right beard and everything kind of go Ooh, i like it really oh, i'll you clean needs... up like a proper english dandy all you need is the monocle um I'm, so yeah so I'm it's rocking. just a it's just a dude in a in a sir reginald mask and uh you know I think it,
1: no well it's just an old man he didn't have a mask on
0: oh no he had a rubber mask he had a rubber mask that made him look like sir reginald but it looked like a, i mean it was like a like a halloween really mask. yeah
1: no i just thought he had i thought he was just one of those Old dudes that had like like the sunken looking eyes. Yeah, I'll be anxious to see that. A no, hundred uh, percent. He
0: had he had like a mask. Like it, it looked like a, a fake okay. kind of Halloween mask. Um, Either way, he was an ugly son of a bitch. But I, yeah. I just didn't, well, that's why. That was his <laughs> that's why. Um, but uh, yeah, so sense. Diego's like, where's where's Regin- or where's Sir Reginald or whatever, um, and he hands him a note. Yeah. Uh, Diego looks at the note and it says "Told you so," and Diego is fucking crustfallen. Crustfallen, man. <laughs> oh, he used the same word.
1: <laughs> Did you? Yeah. That's so funny.
0: The uh, uh the a frame. single
1: tear, man. He's that's like his go-to now. That's like two or three uh, times that's happened. He's such a yeah, such a heart and soul guy. I mean, yeah. it's such
0: oh, I mean, such um, a great character. Um, like, put a, put aside. He, Put aside everything about this story that is related to this dude's family. Just put all of that aside. Everything that's happened in the last apocalypse and this current apocalypse. Put that all aside and just take Diego as just this, you know, aspiring Batman that all he wants to do is help people. And now send him back in time and put him you know, right there with a chance to stop the Kennedy assassination. And then he fails like that and gets a note that says, told you so.
1: Dude. Well, just (laughs) exactly. I mean, you're, 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 you're laying it down perfectly because the idea of your identity being so wrapped up in the idea of helping and being prepared to help. And the, when, you know everybody's safe vine is not gonna blow up the world and you think and as you're running i mean you just genuinely believe in that moment in that very second that you're about to change history save the world yeah and then you were played like a sucker (laughs) dude Uh, oh my god so good so good yeah he's uh they all do a, a, a very good job, but, but he in particular just acts so well with his face. Yeah. I mean, he's it's just a, a, an open book.
0: Yeah. So, um, yeah. so then good it kind of just man. shows, you know, it kind of just shows footage after that, just basically showing that, you know, Kennedy is shot and everything happens as it happened. And
1: yeah, they're racing towards the exit off the expressway or whatever. And it- yeah kind of yeah and then uh the best scene of the the episode yes
0: yeah, so then we get to see the real sir reginald and what he's up to and uh and he's entering you know what could only be described as a secret lair <laughs> well i wasn't it the um it was the tiki lounge that he met the umbrella academy in I guess with all those guys standing around, you know, it just, it, it yeah. had a very secret layer they're, 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 feel to the, uh, it. So the wait, are we thinking that's are, his are, very uh, happy private, with themselves. Or are we thinking that's like kind of his go-to place? That's his regal beagle then for Sir well, Reg? He, that's like, why I think they all made all a point of
1: when, when he met there, uh, when, when the guy, when the siblings all met there, the, in the other episode, they made a point of showing the, Outside of the building, and I think that was just like the top of the you know, it's probably what 15 story building or something like that. Yeah. So, just yeah. for the privacy and the security and the whatever I don't know, just exactly the exclusivity, you know. But, um, but yeah, they're very happy with themselves, they're all drinking, toasting, yes, whatever. And Sir Reginald comes in, and he
0: is not happy, he is not happy. So I mean that's at, at least we're we're confirming in, in that scene that you know Sir Reg did not want the president shot. He specifically, you know, told them that that Kennedy was not to be. He was not to be harmed, harmed. and yes. uh, and they went against him. And you know they're all very flippant. I mean this this majestic twelve. It does not seem to have the the respect for Sir Reginald that that I thought that they had. He. They did not give a shit that he was upset, especially the the smoking man looking dude. He was just like, yeah. whatever, dude." So, so uh, you know, basically, that dude, smoking man's like, "Hey, you know, you're gonna or well, Sir Reginald says, you know, lose my number, well, don't call me again." Well, basically, what happens is, it, yeah, because it's it's it, it, it's played quite well.
1: I I like the buildup of it, and and it basically, you know, he comes in and you can tell he's very put off, but. You know, again, everybody else is happy, the Majestic 12. See, so he says, you know, Kennedy wasn't supposed to be harmed. They come back with, well, hey, you know, it, it was inevitable. He had upset far too many people. It was out of your hands, whatever. Um, bottom line, Doc, you're going to... Um, uh,
0: you're going to keep giving you're us your get, technology, you know, you're, yeah.
1: You're going to keep quiet. You're going to give us keep giving us your rocket technology. We're going to get the, to the moon in five to six years. And we're not going to worry about your projects on the dark side of the moon. Yeah. And he just gives him like a, a kind of look of not really disgust, but just, you know, he's just done. He looks at him and he says, uh, you'll never contact me again. Directly at the smoking man ish guy. And then he turns to the rest of him and says, Good day. Long pause. Disgustingly, almost a curl of the lip. Gentleman. <laughs> and he turns to leave. And he's done. He's going to sure. just be, he's just going to part ways and walk away uh-huh. as a gentleman.
0: He, but, Toby? Under the circumstances, I think he handled himself as a gentleman. Um, not, not only I, do we find so. out that he was not there to kill Kennedy, he also, he could have been quite a dick to these guys. They were, they were laughing he was in his ready face. To, they didn't care. He was they've ready to rise above. Yes. They've obviously used him as a, a pawn in, uh, in their agenda, but you're right. He was going to rise above, but, uh, you know, much like it, it makes me hearken back, you know, before we talk about the final. Scene, remember the Kenny Rogers song "Coward of the County"? Oh, one of my favorites.
1: Yeah, if, when uh, I was real young. So when mom, when you know, mom used finally, to play it when I, Yeah,
0: finally when when uh, when uh, Yellow, as they as the folks called him, mm-hmm. you know, had been pushed so far, and he's in that scene in the bar after uh, the Gatlin boys, you know, raped his girl. <laughs>
1: You could have heard a pin drop.
0: Exactly. When walked, Tommy stopped he walked. He walked towards the door. the door. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. They thought he was walking out, but he was actually walking. Out. He was just locking the door. He was locking them in. Well, Sir Reg didn't go quite that far. He was actually going to walk out, I believe. Um, but he, uh, he was ready to just part ways. Yeah, but then the, the the smoking man had to had to talk shit. He had to be like, "Look,
1: he he poked the bear, man. Well, he." He basically said, you're not going to go anywhere. You're going to keep giving us the technology. And if you don't, we're going to tell the world
0: who you really are. And that's when Sir Reg stopped and locked the door. He absolutely
1: stopped and locked the door.
0: So... uh You know, obviously there's been speculation and and curiosity about what Sir Reg is all about and and where he comes from. Um, But I think what we saw there from the look on the Smoking Man's face is that he was ready to tell the world who Sir Reg really was. But I don't think he's ever seen who Sir Reg really is. Because the look on his face when Sir Reg casually, you know, peeled the skin away from his face and... And set it down gently, you know, he's a gentleman, he's a dandy. Sets his human flesh mask on the ledge there and turns around his head. I mean, I don't know what the, to compare it to, but it it reminds me of, um, you know, usually how they depict in like ancient aliens. You know, in the historical Oh, uh, There was an old movie shows. called... that's kind of sloped yep. like that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There
1: was an old, yeah. Yeah, I have some... Some thoughts on the the design, but I I really like, uh, I like that. I like that the fact that you only saw the back of his head and there was some good texture to it. And, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see where it goes with, 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 you know, what he looks, actually looks like. But the, um, yes, again, absolutely in the vein of what you were talking about with the stop and lock the door. You know, when he turns and he just doesn't say a word just kind of bends over oh so slightly and doesn't take long but you know works the back of his neck type of thing to remove the mask but what I loved about it is basically once you know you see him from the back and you see him you know flip a little bit of the 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 mask the human mask away and you start to see that there's something underneath and he starts to peel it back You never see it really again, but you see, you know, like, again, once he starts to remove it, you see a good, a pretty good shot of the back of the head of, of what he is. But, uh, but it's cool. And it's, you know, there's enough mystery there, but the next two visuals, the monocle falling to the ground. And then, like you said, the, basically a really good, you know, looking version of, I mean, you know, like, a accurate looking version of Sir Reginald in mask form being laid on the back of the chair and then some grown men crying like babies and some acts being done that I I would have loved to have seen.
0: It was so smart though, the way they did that to just put the mask sitting there in the foreground and you know, you just see little shadows in the back, but basically just hear the crunching of bones and, I mean, just so smart. Amazing choice,
1: way. as always. Save I've a little. Old, you're daily. in episode nine
0: of ten. You don't want to peak. You don't want to peak just yet. I, I've grown so accustomed to, to the to the wise choices
1: being made, and
0: I just just I,
1: visually, it was it, it was everything. Like there's a great scene, and again, you know, as a fanboy, it's it's there's nothing like a little quality ode to the comic, and. In the comic, there's a great panel where uh, it's like at a, a vanity,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: there's like a a, a mat, a mask kind of like that, laying on the counter of like a vanity. Yeah. So that harkened to that, you know, when I was nice. watching it. But but just for the purposes of the show, oh man, I mean, it was just so like odd, but not cheesy. A little bit ominous, but not like overly threatening. You know, it was just like you guys just don't know what Pandora's box you just opened. Yeah. And uh,
0: yes. yeah, I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. So good. Yeah, it was pretty just awesome. Fr- and, and again, you know, we only got a real for me. tease of the look, but it definitely, uh, you know, harkens to like the, I don't know what it's, the An- Anunnaki. Or whatever is one of the legendary ancient aliens that had kind of that shape of a head and that's like the ones that they talk about of as you know all the all the theorists that 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 love that stuff talk about that those are the aliens that kind of you know made us or whatever and that we're here long before right. well the us.
1: anunnaki are the, the the four like the 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 sky gods in the like
0: Sumerian texts or whatever. It's like the uh... anyway. So um, so yeah. So uh, you know, the majestic twelve is hiring. You know, they have yes. op- open positions.
1: They're the majestic zero yeah. now.
0: I'm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Unless he was supposed to be one of the twelve, then they're just the majestic. Yeah, I didn't. You know that I didn't, that I didn't majestic do a head count had... in there.
1: The real—I might have said this before, but did you know that the Real Majestic Twelve had George yeah, you mentioned that.
0: W. Bush's grandfather? Yeah, it? she did mention that.
1: I'm—I'm so, I'm convinced they're the ones that uh, Eisenhower spoke of in the
0: "Watch Out for the Military-Industrial Complex" speech. Okay, so next we see the handler. He's uh, she's up there with, uh, you know, looks like a low-level operator at the Infinite Switchboard. And, uh, there, I think there's alarms going off. Everything's kind of going crazy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think it flashes to the, to a guy at the infinite switchboard and he's got a panic look on his face and he's kind of looking all around. Like, it seems like a lot is going on and, uh, and then it just flashes away really quick and flashes right back. And basically uh, the handler's kind of walking in saying what's going on, what's going on. And, uh, he's basically said something to the effect of there's, there's so many anomalies. I, I don't know what to do. There's, there's more than I've ever seen before. Um, and she's like, uh, she's like, hey, you know, have you told anyone else about this? He's like, no, I, you're the first person I called. And she basically takes out the knife and stabs him right in the heart.
0: Yeah. She is uh, cold blooded, but uh, oh, she's man. really, really good at, you know, tying up loose ends. She's not not big into loose ends. Um, So, yeah, and then she gets on the horn and basically says, you know, all agents in the field, everybody is is being recalled right now. We're going to war. We're going to war, baby. Yeah, I think, uh,
1: you know what? I don't know what you just said exactly before that, but it made me think of the fact that, yeah, in her arc, it's really nice to see. Like, she was a little, she's obviously always been manipulative, but like. I think after Hazel popped her when she got shot in the head, ever since then, she is on a whole new level of viciousness. So, yeah. you know, I, I'm I'm anxious to see what kind of uh, yeah I feel like they war but, she yeah unleashes. I think
0: they really leaned into that like right from the gate, uh, right out of the gate like in I think it was when we first really saw her this season when they kind of showed you know flashback to her getting shot but then. You know, caught us up with her. You know, coming into town and stuff into Dallas, and you know, after she had been demoted and 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 or coming back at, or coming into Dallas and then going back to the commission. I think that they that was like her getting on track to like now I'm just gonna work my way up and you know eliminate anybody in my path and uh, just initiate my takeover of the whole thing so when she says she's calling back all the agents what are we talking about here i mean going to war i mean presumably there's hundreds of hazel and cha-chas out there well not only that
1: but i would assume you know they've done a a scene or two, I think, this season where once she took back over the commission, she kind of established, hey, do the, maybe Delilah or somebody, she commented, how do these uniforms look or whatever? Because she basically brought a little more of a military presence into oh, the right, hallways right. and stuff, for one thing. And then from season one, if you remember, especially near the end of season one in the bowling alley scene where those weird-looking, you know, like actually like hit squad came in. Yeah, I think those are considered agents as well. I mean, obviously, okay. when I, when she says agent, I I immediately thought of Hazel and Cha Cha myself. But I think that like if they're gonna have it be like a war where it's just all sorts of stuff being thrown at yeah, uh, probably the Umbrella Academy, you know the uh, um. I think there's a few things they can you know come up with because the 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 thing you know the the, the squad from the bowling alley was very similar to, to some uh, uh, something similar in the comics Yeah. so yeah it'll be interesting
0: it's gonna be good so well, one episode she's that yeah. one episode left and now basically uh, you know everybody's in essentially the same place I mean all the Hargreaves are right, right downtown in Dallas and And everything's about to go down, but I I don't know what a war between the commission and the Umbrella Academy looks like. You know, I don't know where it takes place or how how that happens, so we'll see.
1: Well, my goodness. I mean, first of all, like, the what the commission can conceivably bring to bear having such access to time Mm, is crazy. Right. but then you know counterbalance that with now we've established sir reginald isn't from these parts right he and he's has his obviously own an uber you know <laughs> exactly yeah. so the potential of those two forces going head on and really you know in so many ways all of the siblings having the training wheels completely taken off to a very large degree, coming to grips with their, you know, uh, less for, less than ideal upbringing yeah. and and all that, and uh, it would be quite interesting. And I'm sure that they'll have to incorporate it somehow. But like, I would love to get a glimpse into why. I mean, obviously, when Sir Reginald, when there was a scene earlier in the uh, season where uh, Luther shows up and speaks with Sir Reginald, and he's like, "I know you're not my son because I don't like kids. Yeah. I never liked kids, and I will never have kids." Well, maybe obviously he could, if he's battling with this group, you know, he could grow to have a little more respect and stuff like that. And he's already shown a little bit of fondness for uh, for five and such, but. Um, You know, does something tragic or something? Does something big happen right now, and he loses all of them? And then, so when he does have to adopt them as children, maybe part of the standoffishness
0: is, you know, self-insulation. Oh, because he's already lost them once. Ooh, that's interesting. We'll see. You
1: you know what I mean? So, like, I guess I'm I'm just saying, like, with time and space, a million things could happen in the next episode, and. how exciting is the potential for, you know, seasons after that, if they keep going with this? Yeah, so well, and it's, uh,
0: it's interesting now, because this one is not, it's, it's not really on a, um, it's not a race against time anymore, you know, pardon the pun, you know, like like to stop a impending apocalypse, that's already stopped. So now, you know, uh, the finale is, it, is involved with you know whatever the handler is bringing to bear on them and uh we don't really know what that is yet so we'll see
1: yeah i mean but we're my about gut to find out me, exactly my my gut tells me it's a a super exciting you know time reset or whatever if you will but basically a there will be some things that are resolved, obviously a major confrontation between Lila and Diego of some sort, but I'm anxious to see if it's a almost a setting of the chessboard for like a season three.
0: Hmm. You
1: know what I'm saying? Like obviously wow. they, they've done us so well so far, I, I don't expect it to only be that. You know, that would almost be like a filler. You know, yeah. they're gonna the next time that Sir Reginald sees the siblings, it will be a great scene in and of itself. Oh, but I can't wait. <laughs> I mean, the, 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 the things that can be thrown at this by the handler and the commission, you know, can make for an amazing ending to this season. But it, in lockstep, it can also facilitate an absolute, like, springboard into, you know... I'm just excited. I don't, I, I, I don't even have the words, my friend. Uh,
0: so. All right, man. Well, we will definitely be back talking about it on episode 10. I'm excited to be back here chatting about it with you, Shavy D. Thanks for listening, everybody. Make sure you check out our other podcast, Back Issues, where we talk about the greatest comic book stories ever told. And follow us on Instagram at shaverbros.com. And just, hey, you know, we're, we're glad that you guys are enjoying the show and, and listening. And, you know, it's great to be the number one Umbrella Academy podcast on the Internet. So uh, share it with your friends who love the Umbrella Academy. And, and we appreciate you guys. So we'll see you next time. See you later, Shavy D. Peace.